Hey, this is Justin Sinceri, licensed marriage and family therapist. Welcome to Stuck Not Broken. This is a bad therapy story from Mercy. She says, hi, Justin. I never thought I'd be one of those people to share a bad therapy story because I had an awesome counselor, especially at a very difficult time. That's great. (laughs) Yes. Now, COVID-19 made it impossible to access them, and I had to look for someone else. It started quite well, but the moment I shared what had brought me in, my dad had threatened my mom with a machete, and my mom had left, and I was feeling a lot more anxious as a result. This new counselor started saying, sometimes people don't know how much they are hurting others, and they might be hurt themselves. Hmm. Let's reflect on that for a moment. This new counselor started saying, sometimes people don't know how much they are hurting others, and they might be hurt themselves. Okay. And I asked if she was referring to my dad, not knowing he was hurting my mom, and she said I was misunderstanding her. I told her it did not make sense to respond that way to any part of my story, then told her I was leaving. What? There you go. She then said it must have been difficult for me to share that kind of information. And in parentheses, she says, it wasn't actually. I had been dying to try and tell someone safe because I did not want to tell people who know me on a personal level. And that's what the whole point of therapy is. Yes. Or it's one of the points of therapy, I guess. She goes on to say, it was a mobile chat session, by the way. She asked me to stay and try to understand her, but I thought about it for a moment and realized that regardless of if I was misunderstanding her or not, I'd probably spend so much more time in the session trying to explain myself and probably with her saying generic things like people hurt others without knowing how much. Even though I was giving her specific things that are happening in my life where the people know exactly what they are doing and how much it hurt it can cause. This is uh, this is interesting because I think therapists, or at least I think therapists in general, we have, and I wonder if I do, we have these fallback lines or these pearls of wisdom that we think are very helpful. And the person talking might not want our pearls of wisdom, shock beyond shock. They might just want to be listened to. Yes, I sound a little sarcastic because that's where I'm at. They might just want to be listened to. And this person, she says, I was dying to tell someone. So therapists, their peers, sometimes just being quiet and listening is kind of the best thing, right? We, we all, I think we all know that, except for this one, the one that in the story. But these little pearls of wisdom... For, for us as therapists, they might just be the best thing in the world. We might think that it's just the best. And when I share this pearl of wisdom, it's going to really just radically fundamentally change this person's life or help them to feel better in the moment or calm down or appreciate someone more. I don't know. But the intention of what we have does not necessarily meet the need of the client. So we have to I think a lot of times just kind of pull back on that urge. And I have those, I have those urges to like, if I say this thing, I can just make them feel better. And I pull back on that. You know what I mean? I, I, I trust my clients can get there themselves. It's my job to listen. And by the end of our 50 minutes or so, 
they'll have gotten to where they need to be or significantly closer to it. Dispensing the pearls of wisdom, I'm sure I've done it. I'm sure there's been moments where I've been like, yes, I've, I have the answer for them. And it didn't help. And what actually was helpful was something I didn't even plan. Like there's, there's things that are just, I'll say. And to me meant nothing, nothing special. But then the next time they come in, it's like, Hey, you said this one thing that really stuck with me. And in my mind, it's the pearl of wisdom. And it's, I was, I'm wrong. So our pearls of wisdom, when you dispense of those, is it for you, the therapist, or is it for the client? And what's the goal there? What are you trying to do? Are you trying to help them feel better? Are you trying to take away their pain? What's the goal? Is it to sound smart? The the pain will alleviate on its own. And there's plenty of ways to do that. Having a thought replacement or a new thought or a pearl of wisdom might not be the best way. Simply listening might be the best way. Asking them to look inward at their their somatic feelings and to be able to track it and follow it and see it through, that can really go a long, long way. It's kind of a big part of therapy I'm realizing. So there's there's different routes to help someone get to where they want to be. And sometimes I'll even ask um, with my clients, like I'll ask, you know, what is it you want from me right now? Like, do, do you want me to listen and s- just sit here and like, listen? Or do you want me to be a little more aggressive and like, um, kind of call you on stuff? Or do you want to do more of the body kind of stuff right now? You know, I'll, I'll put that out there if I'm unsure. You know what I mean? And they seem to appreciate it. Clients seem to appreciate what I'm saying when I'm like, hey, I can come at this a couple different ways. What would work best for you in the moment right now? And I'll, I'll add this on as well. You might hear this, these little pearls of wisdom and think that's not a big deal. And it's not, um, it's not a huge ethical violation. And I, I get that, but here's what's significant about this. And what I would, if you're in therapy, this is what I want you to take away from this. Mercy knows her line and I'm so happy for her. She knows her line and her line might not look the same as your line, right? For what you expect out of a therapist. And maybe you can hear a pearl of wisdom and brush it off and move on. But for her, she's like, no, I want better than this. She's expecting a higher level. And hey, I applaud Mercy for that. It's fantastic. So knowing your line is not only important, obviously in therapy, but in life in general. To know what you'll accept from friends, from your parents, from your relationships, and even from within yourself. To know what that line is and what you will not accept, what you will not be a part of. So Mercy knows what's up as far as therapy for her. Good for you, Mercy. The other thing to consider here is when we give these pearls of wisdom, who is it for? Is it for the benefit of the client or is it for the benefit of the therapist? Is the therapist saying this because they can't handle the feelings that are coming up in session? Like if a client was to tell a therapist about something really painful that involved a parent, the therapist saying, well, some people just don't realize how much they hurt other people. Is it because they're not able to sit with the pain that the client is sitting with as they share it? So is it a way to alleviate the client's pain with, is there like a good intention there? Oh, actually I think it's probably good intention either way, but is, is it a way to alleviate the client's pain or to alleviate the therapist's own discomfort? Sitting in silence and just listening 
is really powerful. I think we all need that. Like, it feels good to be listened to, right? But when you sit in silence and you just listen, you're going to feel the empathy of what the client... You're going to feel empathy along with the client. Like, you're going to feel on some level the best that you can. You're going to feel what they're feeling. So if they're feeling some really painful stuff and you're just... And you're sitting there quietly listening, you're going to feel some level of that pain. So the therapist can say a pearl of wisdom, which has maybe the intent of helping that person feel better, even if they didn't ask for it. But there's also potentially the benefit of the therapist rationalizing and giving an excuse or normalizing some sort of behavior or giving us some sort of like moral lesson. But basically, it might be a way out of feeling the empathy, of feeling what the client is feeling on some level. Sitting in silence, it kind of makes you feel it. You know, it kind of makes you feel it. Sitting in silence can be extremely anxiety producing for a therapist. Just listening, I mean, I say just listening, it's a lot. It's just listening is not just listening. It's, it's a big deal. It helps a lot, I think. But just listening can on the therapist side can be very anxiety producing because because it's silence and and we want to feel like we're doing something and if i'm just sitting there quietly are are they really being helped do i have to fill in silence if there is silence do i have to give a pearl of wisdom to help them feel better is the pain of what they're talking about too much for me so there's all this stuff that comes up for the therapist on their own, like just their own feelings and insecurities and doubts. Plus, there's the feeling of the client. So there's the empathy. Some might call this some sort of like transference, counter-transference thing. I don't really use that terminology, but there might be the flavor of that, of my own stuff and what I'm feeling in reaction to what you're feeling. And if I'm getting those terms wrong, sorry to my, I think, psychodynamic friends psycho <laughs> at my Freudian friends but there's 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 the therapist feelings and then there's the feelings that we have in reaction to what the client is saying plus actually maybe the third level the empathy the empathy that we feel along with the client does that hopefully that makes sense so there's my stuff my own insecurities potentially if I'm not therapist plus feeling the despair or whatever the feeling is that the, the client is feeling plus feeling the reaction to the despair like if I can hear your despair and then I get angry because I can maybe that despair feeling I don't like it and so it turns into it shifts into like anger but then I also have my own feelings of like, I want to be a good therapist and anxiety. Am I doing enough? I don't, point being, there's a, there's a bunch of different feelings here and maybe I'm overcomplicating it, but there's a number of different feelings that a therapist could be going through. And when we give those pearls of wisdom, who's it for? Is it for us or is it for the client? That's the basic idea here. The last thing that Mercy says is, I forgot to add, I only knew it wasn't good because I have been listening to those bad therapy episodes. 
I'm really grateful because I don't think I would have known to quit immediately. Good for you, Mercy. I'm so happy for you. And I'm really glad. And I hear from other people that those bad therapy episodes that Mercedes and I did, that it they're helpful, that it's, they realize, oh, like this isn't how I want my therapeutic experience to be. And there's nothing wrong with that. So I'm, I'm super happy for you, Mercy. Thanks so much for listening to this bad therapy installment. I've got a couple more in the Patreon, I believe. I believe. But I do have a Patreon with lots and lots and lots more audio content. Hours worth, actually. So if you'd like to become a patron for five bucks a month, follow the link in the description. I would really appreciate it. When you become a patron, I will send you a video saying, hey, thank you and welcome. I will stop whatever I'm doing and I will send, <laughs> I will send you that video. Thanks for listening.